everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. I am meeting today's guest for the first time, and I'm so excited to meet her and for you to hear her story because I get so excited when I see people not, not only succeed in general, but with a vegan product in particular, because anytime a vegan product is popular, that means somebody's not eating an animal. Her name is Jenny Goldfarb or Mrs. Goldfarb. She is the creator of the Unreal Deli, and we're here to hear her story. And she's so generous. She's going to offer everyone a 15% discount using the code Chef AJ. If you'd like to try her product, please welcome Mrs. Goldfarb. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. The pleasure is mine. Yeah, I am. I, like I said, I, I when you know, even people like will sometimes say, but you know, you don't eat that. It, I, the only reason I'm just going to tell you straight up, the only reason I don't eat your product is because I'm allergic to soy. I can't. If I was not allergic to soy and if I didn't have Hashimoto's thyroiditis and could eat gluten, I would because I looked at the ingredients. They're clean. They're low fat. I would have no problem eating your line of food. Chef AJ, you're an idiot. That's weird. Somebody wrote. And I don't think I think somebody got um, What's the word? Hack Thomas Allen, because he's a friend of mine. But anyway, what I'm saying is maybe one day you'll create it just for me because they, they look absolutely delicious. And, and I'm just so happy for your success as as an entrepreneur. And I want to hear that story, but also the story of how and why you became vegan. So this is your show, whatever you want to start. Tell us who you are and what you do. AJ. Great. So, uh, yeah, I'll dive right right on in. Um, I grew up eating meat, dairy, eggs my whole life and never thought there were any problems with that. And uh, I was a young mom going back about six or seven years and one little Facebook friend posted some of those videos, you know what I'm talking about. And I started seeing what happens on everyday factory farming, organic farms, kosher farms, quote unquote, happy farms. And I was appalled. I couldn't believe that we were allowing this to happen and that we were just sort of sitting idly by. And this was what was going on to bring all of our food to the grocery store and how we all were sustained every day. And uh, I was really shocked. And I really tried to figure out how I could cut corners and go sort of the organic route or the grass-fed route. And every place that I went, it just seemed like either way you cut it, you know, it was turning up to be just, uh, the, the, the saddest situation, you know, heartbreaking and also just completely unacceptable. And you don't have to be a huge animal lover to believe that, you know, you just like see one little snippet and you know, it's, it's not okay. And so I went to my husband as a, as a young mom and I said, I think we should go vegetarian. Then I wound up seeing more videos of dairy farming and egg farming. And I said, we're going to go vegan. And he was not psyched. He ate meat his whole life. He was actually very like meat and potatoes, chicken, two meals a day, and he just wasn't into it. And I had really no culinary background, but I felt so driven to change our eating habits that I purchased a ton of vegan cookbooks and I figured out how to cook from the produce and grain section in the store. And as I like to say, there were a lot of lousy meals along the way. But every now and then something was good and great and sometimes really quite wonderful. And with those really quite wonderful meals, I said, you know, I really want to make a food blog and show moms and just busy people how, you know, everyday working people, how in 15 minutes you can make really delightful, delicious, seemingly meat and cheesy and dairy and eggy meals that, that are totally vegan. And so we created this little website called Count Your Colors, and I was making meals every week that I was trying to share, sort of like novel dishes or my own spin on a dish. And I realized after some time how there are so many different vegan items in terms of all the burgers you can get and different cheese alternatives, 
but there was no really good New York, classic New York style deli. And that's what I missed the most. And so I said to myself, I want to be able to come up with a really good corned beef pastrami for my own palate and to share with my family and then to put on the blog. And so when I came up with this recipe, it just happened to be holiday time. And I served it at a big holiday party back when we used to have parties. Remember that? And, uh, and folks were tasting it and loving it. And I'm talking about folks who were totally huge meat eaters, kind of anti-vegan, kind of thought that I was taking my family on some wild hippie crusade. They were saying, this is so good. I went back for seconds and thirds. I thought, wow, maybe there's something to this. And so I wound up shooting out an email to a couple of friends in the vegan community in Los Angeles. Like, do you know anyone that has a vegan business that maybe I could pick their brain and see how I might be able to possibly do this thing and make it and sell it just maybe. And so I wound up getting introduced to a lovely woman named Rosanna and her partner Dee who have a fabulous vegan food business called Rabbit Hole Foods making these delightful vegan dips that are sold in a number of grocery stores. I drove out to their office and I brought them each a sandwich and I said, what do you think? And they said, wow, it's really quite delicious. What do you want to do with it? And I said, well, I'd love to make it and sell it. And I said, but I just don't know anything about how to get started. And they said to me, the most valuable thing, they said, we have a tiny commercial kitchen right here. You could rent for $25 an hour. And I was so thrilled. I thought, wow, I'm actually in commerce. And so I learned how to cook in a kind of commercial setting. And Basically, I spent the first six months, and this is going back less than two years, where I would spend one day a week where I would make these like kind of like half a dozen of these like corned beef logs, chubs, and I would spend the other few days a week where I was driving around Los Angeles trying to sell it to the big delis across LA. I thought to myself, if I can sell this thing in the deli, in the big New York style delis here in Los Angeles, I can sell it anywhere because these guys are the kings of corned beef and pastrami and they have the creme de la creme. So I wound up to my great delight, sharing it with a number of deli owners who took a bite and said, we need something like this. We don't have anything like this on the menu. Folks are ordering a Reuben sandwich that are vegetarian. They're getting all vegetables and that should change. And enough deli owners had a slightly open mind to this idea that we wound up getting on the menu at Arts Deli, Factors Deli, Cantor's Deli was a very big one for us. And these are just such old school classic establishments that to put something kind of like new agey on their menu was like really changing up paradigms because they literally had the same menu going for like a hundred years at a lot of these places. So that felt like a huge accomplishment, but we weren't done yet, not even close. After a little bit of time, we got the attention of Whole Foods. And when I say got the attention, I mean to say I emailed them once a week, every week for months on end until finally they said, hey, yeah, we think it's good. And then months more of, hey, what do you think? Could we try bringing it into some stores? Finally, there was a really beautiful contact of this vegan Jewish woman who happened to be on the Whole Foods team who reached out and said, I wanna try and bring it in. Our sandwich bar area is just too filled up like physically on space, but if we can send it to our sandwich making partners, we can bring it in the prepared food section. And so obviously I was so delighted to be able to do anything to get a little bit more credibility in Whole Foods there. And so we wound up, now we have a pre-made sandwich in 58 of the Whole Foods in the Southern Pacific, LA, Southern Nevada, Arizona region. And that was sort of enough credibility to then, I put like a 30 second web application into Shark Tank. And a couple weeks later, 
I wound up, I was driving home from the Netflix studio offices because my husband works in Hollywood and he said, you know, it would be really cool if you could get this on the studio lot. So I was like, okay, great. So I started sending some emails on LinkedIn. We got into Fox studio. I had a meeting at Netflix. I'm driving home on the 101 freeway and I get a call from a producer from Shark Tank. And they said, you know, you need to fill out these massive applications. I'm talking about like four 50 page written applications. Like you can't even believe the kinds of questions, the background checks and all this. And they wanted, of course, a video of me. And then I got a call just days later, you know, you made it to the next round, the next round, the next round. Finally, I was on the show. This is last year, September 16th, we filmed this and all the sharks tasted. And there are a couple of YouTube segments online, but bottom line, I never saw a segment or thought that a segment could run that smoothly. I was asking for $100,000 in exchange for 10% of the business, knowing how the show worked that I was probably gonna give up 25 or 30%. And what I wound up getting was this incredible deal by Mark Cuban, who recently went vegetarian, by the way, and it was $250,000 for 20%. So I grabbed that and ran off stage. And that was obviously a huge moment for, uh, for our business. Um, when that aired, it, it made our website practically shut down. I, the number of orders that were coming in on my phone were like 10 per minute. I couldn't upload quick enough to see it all coming in. It was just so huge. And following that, we got really big into food service. I started reaching out to all these different restaurants and every now and then I would get to copy Mark Cuban who would chime in like, yeah, it's the best. And obviously everybody responds to an email from Mark Cuban. So we got the attention of Quiznos and we started selling to their Denver locations. And of course we were on the menu there at Whole Foods. And then we got into Mendocino Farms which makes an incredible sandwich. They're in NorCal and SoCal and a few Texas and both Houston and Dallas. They make a fabulous uh, Unreal Reuben sandwich. But um, then with Quiznos, they actually said they wanted us to do a big nationwide, uh, actually North American expansion starting in April of uh, 2020. We all know what happened starting in March. And so when food service was really starting to shutter, that deal got put on ice and we realized we needed to quickly pivot into retail in order to sustain ourselves and to meet the customers where they were. So this was definitely a big like wrench that was thrown in things, but it became a blessing because it forced us to kind of grow in the R&D department and create a new, a new product, which is our turkey product, Unreal Roasted Turkey, the best vegan turkey out there by far, along with our Unreal Corned Beef. And we created our first retail packaging that I'll show you right now. And literally today, they are starting on shelves in five Whole Foods in the Valley of Los Angeles, uh, Woodland Hills, Tarzana, Burbank, and, and two Sherman Oaks stores, including a new one that's opening today in Sherman Oaks. So you can find these nifty five ounce thin sliced retail packs at those locations and Lassen's and actually many, many more to come in 2021, including Ralph's and HEB and very, very big grocery commitments. I know you're not gonna be surprised to hear Chef AJ that the grocery buyers are just saying basically like whatever you've got, we'll take it. This, this category is growing by leaps and bounds. We can't keep up with the growth and we need this product. You know, <sighs> I, I had samples arrived to some store. They arrived warm just because the ice packs wound up melting. And the guy was like, listen, we just need it. It was like 350 stores. We just got in because they were like, we need products like this. So the time is so ripe for, for this industry, for this moment. And so, uh, we just feel so blessed that all of this has kind of come around, that we've had this opportunity. We have a nice small team now. Those guys I mentioned at Rabbit Hole, at Rabbit Hole are now partners of mine. And uh, 
my father, my beloved father is a retired entrepreneur, which is, I guess, why I have some of the gumption to do all of this. And he's helping me as COO, CFO. Of course, we have Mark Cuban's team, which adds a whole nother bit of manpower. And so the sky is the limit. Doesn't mean that every day I don't face major stresses and major challenges, but we know we're here on the right side of history, trying to help people eat delicious food and, uh, and do it with this whole compassionate new age kind of bend. And we're, I'm just so thrilled for this opportunity. I'm just quelling for you right now. I don't even know you. And I'm just so, I'm overjoyed for your success. Cause like the theme of this show is that I, I introduce people that are doing great things in the world. And to me, having a vegan deli is, is doing something great because it fills such a need for not only vegans, but for other people that, you know, maybe have high cholesterol and maybe don't want, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so brilliant. So mazel tov. And this is like, this is amazing. So uh, Diane is asking, has anyone tasted this product? So if you're watching and you have, let us know, people are saying you're delightful and, and they wish you such a great success. And let's see, they want to know, do, Joy says, do you have anything to substitute for a Thanksgiving turkey? You know, we were going to come out with a big roast this year, but I, I, don't, I don't think we have our act together to, to put that onto the market quite yet. I do very much believe by Thanksgiving 2021 we'll be there. So for this year, we're a little bit more in the kind of sandwich stratosphere. Yeah. But and because this year's holidays are so sort of like home-based and not huge, we're thinking that, you know, sandwich platters and charcuterie boards, and there are plenty of ways to use our products that aren't, you know, the big Thanksgiving roast for this year. And so people can buy online if it's not in their Whole Foods, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a whole thing where you're shipping cold food and it winds up adding an expense because of the freight and the ice packs and all of this. But, you know, we are able to offer 15% off for anyone watching today with, with the code Chef AJ at checkout. Um, and we're very rapidly working to get to your local city and be in your local store to make it most affordable and accessible. It seems like this happened so fast for you. Like first you're vegan, then you're like this successful entrepreneur. Like maybe it wasn't, wasn't like your life plan. Yeah. What, what did you used to do before all this happened? So I, I got an undergraduate degree in business. So I have just like a, a barely just a tiny bit of skill in terms of like sales marketing, accounting, you know, like the little different corners of business, just a bit. I really feel like growing up under my father's influence, being an entrepreneur has given me like the chutzpah or the gumption to be able to like reach out to the CEO of Panera and Ralph's and this and, you know, and just to not be shy about that. Uh, but just prior to this, I was kind of a little bit of a stay-at-home mom. I always wanted my own side hustle. So for a little while, believe it or not, I was buying designer jewelry on eBay and I was reselling it, making a dime to pay for my kids' preschool. So I've always been a little bit of a hustler, but now that I have this like righteous mission behind me, I'm like, even more out there and unabashed about uh, my, my whole approach. How old are your kids now? And does your family eat plant-based? Yeah, so um, my children are seven and a half, six and a half, and I have a baby that's now uh, 16 months. When I was on Shark Tank, my baby was only three months old. Uh, so, and I, I was growing the first part of the business pregnant, very pregnant. Um, and I'd say that the family is like high 90th percentile plant-based. My husband still does a little bit of dairy, but going from like straight meat and potatoes to like dairy a little bit a couple days times a week is a massive improvement and I'll take what I can get. But yeah, my kids will oftentimes say to me like, why is that person eating that kind of pizza? And I say to them, because their mommy didn't see the videos that your mommy saw. Well, the 16 month old, it sounds like you got a good chance to make her complete or him or her completely plant-based because- completely. Vegan since birth, that baby, all the way, yeah. That is incredible. I just, I, I, love, 
I love these kind of stories. Well, maybe one day you'll teach business classes to help all the entrepreneurs out there that also want to succeed in a, in a vegan business. Because I want to be a resource. We we need to feed the whole world on this food. So we need more companies doing this. And I would love to be helpful in any way I can. You know, I always joke, it's not really a joke, but I, I'm, I'm Jewish. And whenever I go to a Jewish funeral, they serve the most unhealthy food. And I'm like, this is why the person's in the coffin. You know, they serve deli food, not your deli food, but but traditional deli food. And, and I think that the, the Jewish standard American diet is just as deleterious, if not more so than the standard American diet. I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, that's why I feel like these products allow you to sort of like feel that cultural feeling, that warmth of what you know and love, but you know, not have to take you down that path of, of, of disease and hurting animals and all the rest. I love it because, you know, I've interviewed on the show Rabbi Shmuley and oh, Richard yes. Schwartz and, and, you know, real, they're, they're really ethical vegans. And, and, and the fact that your product is kosher, that's also amazing. Yeah, we got kosher certified by the CRC, Chicago Rabbinical Council, which is actually a very high level certification. And we, we've just been accepted into Israel. We're going to start shipping our first container there in the new year. So, you, you know, I, the delis that I remember most from when I lived in L.A., which was most of my life, I'm wondering if you're in there, Greenblatt's, Brett's and Nate and Al's. Not in those specific ones, because as you can imagine, it's a little hard to like work it with these like very established old school delis. They don't want to believe that anything they're doing is cruel or unsavory. Um, but uh, yeah, the, they have sampled. Nate Nels was closing at one point. Greenblatt's we sampled and they said, look, it's mostly like 85 year old Jewish men that come in here. We, we know you're doing something cool, but we're just not ready to run for it. Uh, but yeah, Cantor's is right around the corner from Greenblatt's and they're the oldest, you know, establishment and as far as a deli in LA and since 1948 they're making it through COVID and so we're we're so delighted to have those guys as partners. That is fantastic. So really before this you weren't really cooking that much were you or at least not cooking plant-based? Yeah I had very little culinary experience. I like to say that before any of this before I'm becoming vegan I was like all I really knew how to do is throw a piece of chicken in the oven and remove it 30 minutes later like that was the extent and uh, since becoming vegan, I really had to become adept with, you know, uh, all the different kinds of grains you can use and all the different produce and how you can break it down and bring it together to create something new. And so it's been a, just a beautiful exploration for me. And I'm still learning all sorts of new proteins are still coming to light and hope one day we can be gluten-free and soy-free for you, Chef AJ, because I understand that there is obviously a desire out there for, for those kinds of things and to be just as squeaky clean as possible. So it's on the that's amazing. Tracy, who also just started a, a business with a wonderful vegan baked goods, says, this is a fantastic story. How did she get in the door with those established delis at first? Did you email them or did you just walk in with samples? Great question. So happy to answer this. So, uh, you know, I mentioned the, the, the uh, jewelry business, but at one point also in my like early 30s, I was in, trying to get into the music business. And at that point in time, I was reaching out to like different executives and advertising agencies saying, hey, can you listen to this song? I'm representing these bands. And they got a million calls a day. And so what I wound up doing was I would say, I would ship them homemade chocolate chip cookies as just trying to get my foot in the door. And so when I got into this business, which was a real food business, I said, wow, you know, everyone has a palate and they want to eat and you don't have to ship off cookies. You're actually shipping what your real food is. So it's like such a great advantage because even the person who owns a whole bunch of restaurants that are, they're so successful, they still have a palate and they want to taste new and exciting things. So what I would do is I would, with the delis, when it was like one-off establishments, I would cold call, never during lunchtime. I learned that the hard way. And I would call up and I would say, the real question is, 
may I drop by with some samples? I, I initially had these long sales emails talking about how vegan is this and that. It's like, no, 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 no. All you have to say is, are you willing to taste the sample? And are you in at three o'clock today? I'd love to drop by real quick. That's the big question. And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, yeah, or I'll be in this day or ship it to me there or drop it off with my assistant here. And then you got your foot in the door. Okay. Uh, but then when it came to like higher up establishments, like Quiznos, for instance, I would go to the corporate team page of their website. And then you would, they don't give out the email addresses, but you could see all of the names like so-and-so is the vice chair of whatever. And you could take that name and there are like only a few possible configurations for their email address. It's either going to be chef AJ at that, that, that it's, or it's going to be, you know, C AJ at, right. So there are like just a few possibilities and it's very easy to kind of squeak in the door that way. So that sort of was my, and I like to say a lot of polite persistence. So with Whole Foods there, they didn't write back for weeks on end. I remember there was a point in time my husband was like, get a little rough with them. Like, tell them like, we're here and here. And if you don't want to, I was like, no, 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 no. We're just going to stay like they're my best friends. And like, I don't feel like there's any like lack of communication. I'm just going to keep writing, keep eking my way in there. So that's, that's the sales approach. I you have so much passion and you, have, you also have chutzpah. Cause when I think about, I just don't know if I could do what you did. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not shy, but to doing that cold, I just, oh, that that's, you're brave. Yeah, you have to get a little bravery. You want to start a business that requires a little bravery and a little bit of a thick skin because not everyone says yes. Just like you reminded me there of Greenblatt's. Like I haven't even thought about these delis in forever. But yeah, you get like, you know, your ego gets a little bruised in this also. But there's such highs you have to you get to balance out those lows that way. How does your family feel about all of this? They're so proud. It's such a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, my father being a retired entrepreneur, I mean, there's like such nachas, you may know that word, Chef AJ, or- Nachas, it's joy, nachas. Joy and satisfaction from like the fruits of your labor there. So, you know, it's like a beautiful thing that I have with my father. And of course, my husband is wildly impressed by me. When I met, I was like barely working, you know, and now I have this this whole massive, you know, expression of my life. So uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely pretty wowed by it, as am I. I think it's amazing that you created such a, a, a I mean, so quickly and, and one that was so delicious. And, you know, when I think about it, there really wasn't anything on the market like that. Maybe, maybe some vegan turkeys, but definitely not, you know, not not uh, corned beef or pastrami type things. Because I know that sometimes when you go to vegan restaurants, they have a version of it, but it wasn't something commercially available. That's right. Yeah. No, that was like really one of the big, you know, points to all of this is like, I come from New York. I know really good deli. That's what I want. I'm not interested in tofurkey. I want what tastes like the real thing. And so that was the goal. How do you, how do you take plants and create like the finest deli meat, not plants coming from a laboratory, you know, with different juices and elixirs, but like real vegetables. Uh, in our corned beef, we, there are beets, chickpeas, and tomatoes. In our turkey, there are white beans, onions, celery, and mushrooms, like real vegetables in this thing that kind of create almost like a slurry or a smoothie that then come together with some grains and get baked into this beautiful deli meat. That's incredible. Are you constantly thinking about new products or what, where, where are you going to go from here? Constantly. <laughs> uh, very likely we're going to be coming out with a roast beef in 2021. We're thinking about like the, a TV dinner idea, totally vegan TV is like has come up. Uh, there's just honestly so many ways that this can go and grow. And we're just so excited for what the future has in store. Yeah. Um, Judy wants to know, can you ship anywhere or is it just the United States? Yeah, we ship right now in the lower 48 states. Uh, we, we are now actually in, like I, I mentioned Israel, but a couple of other international locations. Uh, we just got a pallet to South Africa and 
we're sending 100 pounds of samples to Kuwait this weekend. <laughs> so hopefully in, we'll be in the Middle East soon. But yeah, we can't quite ship to Canada yet and or Hawaii and Alaska, but we're working on it. Stay with us. Follow us on Instagram and we'll certainly announce all of our new locations as they, they come out. You even figure out how to do this. I mean, it's not like you were cooking all your whole life and then say, okay, well now I'm going to make this. Like you really figured this out. Yeah. I mean, I, I really feel like I have to like, thank God, the universe, whatever you want to call it for sort of like leading me on my path. Cause it like, nothing was like, there was no playbook that was laid out in front of me. Uh, I have a wonderful girlfriend who has a popular podcast called don't keep your day job. It's kind of in ex exciting people about turning their passion into a profit. And that sort of inspired me. And you know, when I went to her home one time for a party, I met a woman who was on her podcast who has a very successful ice cream business uh, called Cool House. And I asked her in the very early days when I was just considering this business, if I could meet her and sort of pick her brain a little bit. And when we sat together, I said, you know, I'm, I'm interested to try and find a bakery co-packer, meaning a food manufacturer in a bakery space. Cause it occurred to me, as I mentioned, you're kind of combining wet and dry ingredients and baking them. You don't really need a meat facility for that kind of a project. And the woman said to me, I know just the person. And so there were so many things like that of like, I know just the person, oh, email this guy. I happen to know this person. So it's been a really beautiful process. And I, I you know, I can't stress enough that it's come with several lows and stresses and sleepless nights of different things that are going wrong. But for the most part, it's a really beautiful process here. And you ship in like with cold packs. How does that work? Exactly. So, um, we have two uh, warehouses that are like our fulfillment centers. They have, um, they, they take products, cold products from a lot of companies and we're one of them. And so we ship our products to them. They keep it in like a cold storage facility. When an order comes in from our online store, it gets routed to them and they pack it in a box with a liner to keep it like insulated, ice packs. And so you can imagine that box has a bit of a weight to it. Plus it has to get there within two days before the ice packs melt. So it's a little bit costly, but Folks order every day off of the website. And so uh, I'm always like, wow, someone paid 40 bucks for just a couple of pounds of this, but people really want this. And that's why we know how badly we need to get into grocery stores and make it really accessible for folks. Yeah, I almost feel like the tagline should be corned beef that won't kill you, you know? Exactly. So can we invest in your company? Is it publicly owned and traded? Because people want to. Yeah, it isn't quite yet. Um, pardon us. You know how during COVID times, the children are all home. So this hey. is Willow. Hey, nice Willow. to meet you. Good question. Why don't we eat animals? Um, because we're vegan. Because, um, you have to get back to class. Sorry, forget what it. Cutie. What a cutie. Um, thank you. So, uh, yeah, we're not publicly traded yet. Perhaps one day uh, on the... The day that we were on Shark Tank, they had like, everyone had a trailer, all the different entrepreneurs and ours said U-N-R-E on it because for Unreal. And I said, maybe that'll be our name on NASDAQ one day. So perhaps one day. Uh, what about locks? How about some vegan locks? It's a great question. I really feel like we're kind of targeting the like the meat deli deli world, but uh, but it's, it's, it's definitely a thought. I haven't had real locks in eons and I would love it personally. So it's funny, someone mentioned, you know, in, a, in an R&D meeting recently, like maybe ham. And I thought, you know, I've literally never tasted ham in my life. And even though, of course, it's a very big meat product out there, it just doesn't seem like the right fit for Mrs. Goldfarbs. Doesn't mean it won't ever happen, yeah. but not anytime so imminently. Well, hopefully you won't make tongue because I didn't like it when I had it when I was real little. That was pretty yeah. gross. I would go into delis to like sample my product and I'd see the tongues laying there. How are we okay with this? That is, what was it like being on Shark Tank? Have you ever been on television before and were you nervous? 
was a little nervous, but it was honestly the most exhilarating thing I've ever gone through. Um, you know, I knew that I was kind of like coming with the goods. I was coming with like passion and compassion and an exciting industry that was really exploding. And uh, our sales were very small at the time. I'm on the show claiming we only had $10,000 in revenues, which was almost unheard of. They're like, that's like a, a, a crumb to these people, you know, but, uh, but Mark Cuban saw it and, and, and said, you know, now or never, I'm going to offer you the 250 and you want to go for it? Here's your chance. Hey, hello again. That's just an incredible story. Hey, maybe maybe a, a, a brisket. How about a brisket? Actually, brisket and the roast beef may be sort of one and the same that we sort of prepare a little bit differently, but that's on the list. I used to eat a lot of brisket and I'd love to have that remade. Wow. Well, you, you, this is just amazing. I, I just, I'm just I really love to see pe when people get successful, but especially in the area you have. Is she vegan. She wanted to know. Yeah, for 43 years. 43 years. That's a long, it's longer than your mommy has been alive. People want to know when it'll be in Europe. <laughs> Three years. When are we going to be in Europe? Yeah. I'm trying to get samples to Zurich right now. I had a meeting last week. We're working on it. I know we need to get across that Atlantic Ocean and get to you real soon. Thanks for asking. Yeah, if I didn't have a job, I would love to work for you because you're just, you're so inspiring. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I wish anything else you want to share or any other questions for Mrs. Goldfarb? I feel like that should be a series on Netflix, you know, oh. Mrs. Goldfarb. Oh, that's so cute. I think it's uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is already right. out. So we're kind of working in that footstep. Um, I don't know if there's anything else specifically that I want to share. I, I'd love to just thank you and your viewers for being vegan and making this somehow normal and sort of setting the path and being a, an early revolutionary. I, I so believe, like many have said, that, uh, that we're going to look back on eating animals like we look back on slavery and be like, how could we ever have allowed this? And so uh, those of us who are here today and have the gumption to stand up for what we believe and eat a little bit against the norm are totally paving the way for the future. So thank you and thank you to your viewers. Yeah. And thank you for offering a 15% discount. I'll post it in the show notes if people would like to try the product, especially if they live somewhere where it's not available. People are hoping you'll get into Target. And Heather is suggesting to make a Lunchable for kids, like a vegan Lunchable with That's bagel. A great and, idea, especially yeah. for the turkey. The corned beef has a little bit of spice to it. Target received samples last week, keeping our fingers crossed for that account. And uh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see in your local stores real soon. And who knows, one day we might even see it in Walmart. Well, thank you, Jenny Goldfarb, for having such a brilliant idea and seeing it to fruition and continued success with your product. And one day you'll create something for me just because I'm not trying to be difficult. I really can't have those two items. So I look I forward to being able that. to eat those. That's top of mind. Thank you so much, Chef AJ, for this opportunity and for having this platform and doing what you do to spread these beautiful words. That's what I do. And I love to do it. And thank you guys for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back in 90 minutes at 1 p.m. when I am giving away over $1,000 worth of products on the 200th episode of Weight Loss Wednesday. Thanks, Jenny, and take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.